0: Hey guys, and welcome to Season 4 of the Yes People Podcast. I'm your host, Savya Rox, and in this season, we get to remember and reminisce back in time with some of our guests like... We we
1: are are Entity,
0: and you're listening to The Us
2: People Podcast
0: with Savia Rocks Peace, my name is Oni, I'm a producer engineer from
1: Queens, New York Hi, my name is James Green, I'm a TV presenter, sports reporter and journalist Hi, this is Joy Langley, and I'm the author of Navigating Stress Hey, this is Travis Glossop, I am a creative radio producer for Kiss FM, and you're listening to the Us People Podcast with Savia Rocks.
0: We highlight the strengths of our cultures, talking about diversity and inclusion, and Speaking out loud and proud about who we are.
2: Wasn't it that good? i was i was determined i had a love
0: for the sport and that always fueled me at 49 i was seven
2: seven years post-divorce after 22 years and three kids of a marriage and so i knew that i needed to figure out like what was happening for me and why was this so such a severe sort of uh, crack in my identity and how i showed up in the world it's
1: great it's great uh, i'm because I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't really work that hard at uni, so it was good to leave uni and, and really, like, get on it, you know, really, like... Because I also, as a person, I think I value I value productivity. A lot of people live to work. I think I am one of the work-to-live guys, but because my work is amazing, that's all right with me. You know, so uh, as a person, I, I go to bed happy when I've had a productive day.
0: We've also saved the best to last by honouring another artist and showcasing their talent as our new theme song, with none other than your host, Savia Rocks, featuring in their song. So guys, enjoy, stay creative, and as always, please, continue to be kind to one another. Let's go.
2: I'm Adriana Gavazzoni from Brazil. I'm a lawyer a writer, an amateur astrologer, and I have been fun in all this worlds during my life. So enjoy the show. It's going to be a great show.
1: Oh. Peace of mind, peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy in peace of mind. I protect my energy in peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy in peace Hey
0: guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask People Podcast. I'm your host Saviour Rocks and today I have the beautiful Adriana here with me who is a lawyer, a professor for over 10 years, a writer and an author and her book, the first one that I'm reading, Behind the Door. Was a five time award winning book, which is absolutely amazing. Adriana, thank you so much for coming on the Ask People podcast. How are you?
2: Hello, Sylvia. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: It's totally the same. It is totally the same. I can feel the energy already. Adriana, my first question for you is. Could you tell me about yourself, where you grew up and how that influenced you to be the person who you are today?
2: Well, I'm from Brazil, but I come from an Italian family that migrated to Brazil. So my grandparents yeah. were Italian, and I think uh, that influenced me more than being a Brazilian, because we all love to talk loud. We all love <laughs> to drink wine, to gather around a table, to eat good pasta and good food. <laughs> So I like this. We are a loud, loud. Uh, we are we are a family that is always discussing things, laughing about things. It's very, very Italian.
0: Oh, wow, I absolutely love it. What was growing up for you like from being Italian but then growing up and going to Brazil? What was that like for you?
2: Oh, it's great. Uh, my parents come from large families, ten, uh, nine brothers each. They belong to ten, ten people. Yeah. So I have tons of aunts, aunties, cousins, and it was fun. Uh, my parents just had... Uh, me a brother and a sister I have two siblings but it was fun because we were always playing with our cousins and uh, this kind of huge family it's always gathering so it was fun it was great for
0: me that's sounds so cool if I had a big family that'd be awesome my family's not as big as yours Adriana I wish (laughs) I totally wish (laughs)
2: They are good. there are good points and not so good points uh, in having a large family because can you imagine how many people are going to give opinions in your life?
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. That is it's a lot. Ju- <laughs>
2: how do you know who's the right
0: person to take advice from?
2: Well, my father, uh, I always trust my father. Uh, We were friends since ever, and uh, we look alike a lot uh, physically, emotionally. Uh, He always gave me great advices, and one of his advices was uh, do things to be happy. Don't do things thinking about other people. Just follow your instincts and your heart. And that's a great advice.
0: Yeah, I agree with that totally. Not many people would say that to you. But once you do get advice like that, you keep it and you hold it for the rest of your life. I do agree with your father. That's a wise man. Adriana, please can you define yourself as a person? But who you see when you look in the mirror? But on the flip side of that question... Has there ever been a time where you have looked in a mirror and not recognized the person staring back at you? How did you manage to come back and be the person who you are today, who is positive and listens to advice, for example, from people like your father?
2: Uh, Many, many times during my younger years. I'm 53 years old now, so I learned a lot. But uh, when I was younger... I was always pushing me harder uh, to be a better lawyer, a better person, a better everything. And for some times when I couldn't achieve all that, uh, I wasn't happy, I was sad. Then I discovered I had to love more myself and I had to accept myself. And uh, things that I didn't like, I had to change. So emotionally, I start to meditate and I try to do that every day for at least 15 minutes to connect with the universe, to connect with nature, to accept uh, my mistakes better because I was someone who used to accept all mistakes from my friends I would hate to, to commit any mistakes. And that's not fair yeah. to oneself. Yeah. So uh, with lots of therapy, lots of meditation, I decided uh, I had to love myself more, to appreciate uh, the good things that I did, and to enjoy more my achievements. Because there was a time when uh, every achievement means just I had to go to another one, another challenge. I, I didn't stop to enjoy uh, that I had finished a, a master's degree, for example, uh, when I, I had my first law book. Published, I could enjoy that. I was always thinking, okay, now I did my master, I have to go to my doctorship program. Uh, Now I concluded my first book, I have to write another one, and you are going to be miserable if you have standards like that because you are never going to stop. So I learn how to enjoy more things. Change things in me that I really didn't like. For example, my Italian nose. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with your Italian nose. Uh, oh, my Italian nose was awful. So I I got a nose job, and I was too happy about that. It was something that really bothered me. I couldn't I couldn't take a picture. Uh, so things that bother me, I try to change emotionally, physically, and now I'm. Really, really, really happy about myself. I think I'm a better person and I can help others being a better person because when you are frustrated, miserable with yourself, you're going to be a better person. Uh, You're not going to be a good one. So astrology that I studied since, since I was 30 years old gave me another perspective about myself and about others. And I gained compassion with myself and with others. Uh, and that helped me a lot. So nowadays I look into the mirror and I love what I see emotionally, oh. physically, mentally. Uh, of course I have goals, but I enjoy every step to get those goals. And I just, uh, before I did, and I just had to go and, I didn't enjoy the process and you have to enjoy failure and victory because every failure in my opinion makes you stronger, makes you better. Yes. But I couldn't admire yes. that 20 years ago and now I learned to do that. And I'm a more peaceful person. Uh, I'm not that anguished that I used to be. I used to live in agony. Always always trying to be the best. You can't be uh, an a plus and in everything. Uh, sometimes yeah. you are not going to be that good. So when I see Adriana in the mirror now, I see a compassionate person. A person that has compassion for a human being, wants to help uh, people in general, uh, wants to understand what people think before judging. Main of all, I see a, a non-judgmental woman, a woman that accepts and tries to understand backgrounds before judging. So I like what yes. I see now.
0: I love that. I love that you went from the fact that you didn't like things about yourself to now how you transitioned over and how you made yourself into the person that you want to be, which is such a beautiful thing to be able to do. And you don't see necessarily your mistakes as mistakes. I think you see them as lessons in your life that guide you to the right places.
2: Yes, even the the tough ones because mistakes are hard, failure is hard, Uh, one day I could join up the dots and see, hey, I did that mistake once, I had that failure because life was preparing me to come here at this point and have the answers. Uh, I don't see failure like failure anymore. I see like steps of the way. I believe a lot in destiny. I believe in free will, okay, but I believe there are things we can change. They are somehow written and... Uh, to accept that and to know that is part of changing your life and making you the person you might to be, you are meant to be, uh, is something, if the, the humankind could learn that, we, we would just see happy people in the world.
0: That's true. I agree with you there. I definitely, one thing I would love to ask you is, you decided to be a, profess- a professor and there is something beautiful about teaching other people and I know we spoke even before we started the podcast about when you're young you have energy and <laughs> you're telling me it can be quite boring because it's all more fairy than, than out there and doing action and going out there and grafting and understanding things. But what made you decide to be a professor and decide to teach people?
2: uh first of all I came from a family of teachers, not professors I was the first professor ah. But my grandma uh, my my father's uh, mother uh, was a professor I was a teacher for 40 years so elementary wow. school teacher but she loved that. she really passed me that love. My father was a teacher for some years. It was how he met my mother. Uh, (laughs) Not not Um... very ethical, but a true love story. And I, I, I had this idea, one day I'm going to teach. But another thing that made me decide for teaching, being a professor, uh, was my condition. I have attention deficit, and many many teachers and professors they don't respect kids with that condition and yes. uh, I thought as I understand how a kid must be motivated, how a kid must, uh, must uh, be supported, uh, to pay attention to a class I think I could be a professor, I can motivate yeah. kids. As as I said before, uh, law is a boring kind of of, of college to go because you're all, all the time studying laws, studying laws, uh, reading theories, reading decisions, and boring for a kid. A kid needs action. And, yes. uh, yeah, <laughs> you need to keep the attention. So what I did, uh, when I was a professor, I was always trying, uh, uh, to, to, to make things more interesting, mm. telling jokes, uh, telling interesting facts <laughs> from reality, from my professional experience, uh, trying to make fun and, uh, I, uh, one day, I was invited for a graduation, and uh, they didn't have uh, a specific thing to to, and a specific prize to give me because all prizes are best teacher, uh, best I don't know what, and they created the friend of the class for me, a title that was called the professor that was a friend to the class. So uh, that that was so great because my goal was complete. I could teach uh, without being bored. Uh, they could see a friend of me, and even nowadays I'm uh, I have to give up on on teaching. Uh, some years ago, but even now, my students uh, they have me on social media. They are, are always <laughs> making me questions with uh, coming to me with doubts about profession. How can I do that? Can you help me? And they help. It's Pleasure to help them. They are my kids. Aww. So I'm proud to see they are there being lawyers, being judges, being prosecutors, and still having doubts and still thinking about me as a source of knowledge that will be friendly help them. I love that. So, yeah, uh, my mission is complete. I wouldn't have the healthy or the time to go back to be a professor, but my 10 years uh, were great and I love it. What is
0: it like being a lawyer for you? Because I remember just before we started on the podcast, you were saying you do have to have an extreme passion for you to be a lawyer. How do you feel being a lawyer is for you and how how, and why, what makes you so passionate for you to be able to consistently do it every day? Uh,
2: for 31 years and a half now, of being a lawyer. Oh, uh, if you don't yeah. have passion, you would quit. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> and, true. That is true.
2: Uh, I think uh, to be able to help uh, entrepreneurs, uh, I practice corporate law, so I help entrepreneurs, I help businessmen and women. Uh, so to to take justice for someone is very important to me. It's dear to my heart to know I can fight for justice. So yes. that's my passion. That's my passion. To be able to have people because uh, whenever I have time... At least for four or five people during a year. I do pro bono and take justice for regular people, not businessmen, not businesswomen that can pay for a lawyer. And that's really, really meaningful. That's to take justice for deserved people who are, are out of society, who can pay for uh, a legal defense. And usually, they are the people who most need justice. So that's true. justice uh, motivates me a lot. It's my passion. But also, law in Brazil, uh, it's a little bit different from law in England, from law uh, in common law countries. In kind Camila of like countries, the procedure is more oral. You go, you defend okay. our client, and then you write some defense. In Brazil, is the country. First, we yeah. write our clients' stories, and then we defend them orally. So it's more written okay. procedure uh, than oral. And I'm a storyteller. Uh, I was able to tell stories, and deep inside me, I was always a writer, and to have the opportunity to tell my clients' stories, it was just like being a writer, only for different public, it's not the regular readers, it's a judge, a prosecutor, an adversary, but uh, it's being a writer, that's another thing that always special me on law, was the ability to tell stories.: I love that.
0: I totally love that. How important is it to you to have a voice? And how do you feel you show your voice in what you do, in your work, in your writing, in your ability to just be you and speak? How do you feel your voice has power?
2: I'm always trying uh, to defend people who need help. So, uh, not in a legal way, but in an emotional way. And I'm always trying to protect children against abuse. I'm the godmother of a shelter for abused children. And uh, I use that in my legal career, uh, to defend mm-hmm. children uh, that were in danger as pro bono because mm-hmm. I don't do family law, but I have defended some children uh, that uh, needed the help. Uh, in my books, first of all, my first trilogy, Hidden Motives, I try yes. to to show the reader the dangers of abuse and how you can have a child being abused inside your home, under your yes. nose that you can see. So for me, it's very important to have a voice, to be able to influence people, to take more care of their children. To pay more attention for people who don't have a voice because or they are too poor too small, and uh, too young to defend themselves. I also am a defender of animals, so I'm the lawyer of a shelter for abandoned dogs, and uh, I try to always uh, get help for them, make people conscious about others. People and animals' rights, because uh, we all have rights, okay? But the rights go to the moment uh, yeah. they don't impose or they they make a bridge on other people's rights. So uh, that's uh, how I uh, what I think about having a voice. Talking about abuse, uh, trying uh, to have a voice to defend women. We women have so many problems. I had harassment mm-hmm. uh, uh, episodes during my, my my first years as a lawyer. And I try to help people when I help. I try, make of all, try to use my voice to show. Uh, Those rights and to show what is happening, what is really happening to women, to children, uh, to poor people, to dogs, to animals in general.
0: You're doing so much to help other people. How do you find time for yourself?
2: Well, I sleep eight hours (laughs) per day. Okay. (laughs) That's enough. The rest of the time, I'm doing something. I'm always on the move. I have attention deficit with hyperactivity. So I need to be on the move. It's not a question of helping others. Uh, It's a condition that I have that I I, I need. I need. It's a need. It's not something that uh, I can't avoid of not be doing something during the whole day. I feel bad. Uh, The only moment that I accept that I'm not doing something is when I'm reading uh, or watching some movies. So I say, "Mm, now I'm doing nothing. But yes, I'm doing something for myself. So I think uh-huh. time uh, is a matter of a tight schedule. I have to have that because I'm a lawyer. We lawyers have delays that we are. Yes. Uh, we need. We need to do. So always work with a tight schedule. So this schedule. I need to put in in it uh, my time for writing my novels, time for working, time for working out, uh, to taking care of my house, my mental health, uh, to helping others. So I think if you learn how to manage your time, you can do everything you want. But what I see is some People, they find these excuses. Oh, I don't have time That's true. for that. Come on. It's 24 hours a day. How come you don't have time for writing for one hour if you want to be a writer for... Uh, uh, studying something if you want to change your profession or if you want to learn something different uh, I'm always trying to learn uh, I've learned how to make soap, how to make candles, how to cook I like that uh, Yeah, because I- I'm so curious I want to know how things are made and I'm always trying to find some time to learn Oh, if I can, you can. Everybody can do that. It's just true. to have a good schedule and follow it.
0: That is true. That is definitely true. I would love for you to tell the listeners about your book. I have been given the pleasure to receive your book from you. Even though I only got halfway, I was hooked on your book in the garden. <laughs> and and there is so much going in going on in the book and i would love for you to tell the listeners more about your book but also how you were feeling creatively and emotionally while writing this book because this book is just not an ordinary book that somebody just sits down and decides to jot a few ideas down this is a serious book with serious plots and serious and serious jealousy and death and could you break down your book for the listeners so that they can have a better understanding of your book
2: This first book you are reading now uh behind the door it's the first book in my trilogy called hidden motives uh i didn't know uh i didn't really know where uh the books were going when i started to write i just wanted to fulfill my dream of being a writer, of writing something I didn't intend to publish, but I wanted to write a novel, and I had some ideas, and I had some characters, but uh, I have attention deficit, I'm a voracious reader, so I started a novel, and I wanted to talk about a strong woman because I love strong woman women characters, so I want to yes. to to show a strong professional a strong woman uh, a successful professional and I decided uh, for not being so obvious for a psychiatrist and not a lawyer <laughs> yes. so yes. I the psychiatrist and I started to write about her. So I had to choose a specialty for her. I decided for her affiliates because I think I, I've read a lot of Freud and I, I, I really think people uh, in, in general have too much sexual problems that it would be great to have a psychiatrist specialized on that I have It's <laughs> a good idea yeah I have friends that are gays I have bisexual friends I have Transsexual friends. I have friends that have all kind of ideas about sex. And I used to observe a lot. So I decided my my psychiatrist should be specialized in paraphilias. Strange sexual behavior. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I was starting to write and I thought, mmm, I'd like to have some murder. I love murders and mystery when I read a novel, so I'm definitely going I talk, I'm going to kill someone. I'm going to kill someone. Then I decide, no, no, I'm going to kill a lot. I want, I, I, I really want something big, a serial killer, okay, so let's have a serial killer. Then I had one of my last family cases because in the beginning of my career, I did some. And one of this case was about uh, uh, the dispute between parents for a child. And many, many things happened. And I was impressed with the level of craziness. The that my client's wife had, so I decided to to have a character that would be a beautiful woman with tons of psychological problems, uh, really as a dubstress, and uh, I decided to add more things to this character and to the book after that. To to talk about child abuse, so oh, nice. uh, it's a cauldron of flavors because I start one thing and I add and add and add, and I really didn't know the end how it was going to be. I decided the end uh, really in the end of the first book, but I thought I had more to write. And so book two came and book three and uh, a new series about one of the characters of the book. And this new series has already, uh, have already two books. So it's five books about the whole subject. Uh, I don't follow a line. I really don't follow. I, I admire authors that uh, they know the beginning, the middle, and the end of their books. I don't. I really, uh, I write uh, in the first hours of the morning. I wake up, I take my breakfast, and then for one hour I write. And I write really wherever it comes to my mind. But after that, for some minutes, I do a research. I'm a professor. I couldn't tell lies. Uh, it goes against everything that I believe so being a professor, being a lawyer has a lots of influence in the way I write everything I write yeah. has scientific basis so every patient that is treated by my main character uh, their, uh, their illness or their stories they come from studies that show it's just like that. <laughs> so I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't write and make pure fiction. The facts are real and uh, the theories behind it are real. I even consulted with a former FBI agent who helped me a wow. lot in my books to know As I had a serial killer, serial killers are a matter for FBI. So I had to know how it works when FBI gets involved, how they are going to proceed. So I had to consult with this agent to know everything. Uh, I didn't want to say things that are not true. And that requires lots of research. Uh, so, it was how my first novel was born. So, uh, I, I just have one advice about uh, writing a novel. Do you want to be a writer? Start writing. Don't worry about yes. oh, what my readers are going to like. I didn't, I didn't think when I wrote my first novel that one day I was going to have a reader. I just want to write for myself what I like, what I enjoy to find in a book.
0: That's really good advice. I was actually going to ask you what would your advice be, and then you actually answered the question for me, which is so cool. Guys, just pick up a pen, a computer, it doesn't matter what it is. You have mobile phones now where you can actually talk into your mobile phone and it actually writes out everything for you. So you have no excuse, guys.
2: Yes, <laughs> I have, have a no friend. Excuse. I have a friend. I think it's a, he's a mute, mutual friend that is blind. And he writes, he's a writer see, see. because uh, he wants to be a writer. If a blind guy can be a writer, I think this guy is the limit. Anyone can be. You know, that's so true. That is so true. That's
0: actually a beautiful way to look at things. You know, I think anyone who just listened to that sentence. Are you saying if a blind man can decide that he wants to write a book to impact a nation, anybody can do it too. Anyone can be a writer. That's such a beautiful way of seeing things. When would you say was the last time you felt totally at peace with yourself?
2: I think last night before sleeping, I tried to put myself in a state of peace uh, before going to sleep. I never wake up during the night. Because I have this idea uh, that I am, I did my best during the day. I did what I could. And during the night I can do anything else. And I'm going to do the other day. And uh, when I, I took decisions for my life that were tough, but that made me happy that gave me peace to arrive to this moment and say that every day for some time, I can say to myself, you did your best. I like that. And that gives you a peaceful state of mind because when you know you own yourself something, you didn't do your best for yourself, uh, you're not going to reach that state of mind. That is true. Never. It's not possible. That is true.
0: That is definitely true. So I know that you love dancing. I, I know you love music. So my question for you is, if there was one song that was the soundtrack of your life, that when they put that song on, you are on the dance floor, what song would it be
2: and why? Oh, uh, let me see. I think "Baby Fireworks." Mm. Fireworks is my song <laughs> because it me it makes me want to dance. It makes me to want to go to a dance floor. And the second one is a tango that is called I, I, I don't know how to say that in English, but its title in Spanish is. It sounds better in Spanish. and it, uh, Yeah, it's very Spanish. And it was a tango from the movie uh, when, Woman's mm-hmm. Perfume. I think it was the yeah. title in English. And it moves me. It makes my soul want to sing, want to dance. So it's a music for I myself.
0: <laughs> I totally love it. My wife is Spanish, so I know exactly how you feel right now. <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: if you, your wife is Spanish, I, I mm-hmm. think you'll know exactly what I I what definitely I mean. do. And when
0: she dances, she don't stop. So, yep. Yeah. And she pulls me on the dance floor as well. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love the culture of is very family orientated and also even music is very eating together music dancing laughter is very family orientated and it's really nice to see that especially coming from a different culture so it's really nice I only have two more for you and my second to last question for you is what would you like your legacy to be when you decide that you are going to rest and stop in the world, how would you like people to remember you as a person?
2: I would like people to remember me as a great friend. Oh, Because I'm always uh, trying to be the best friend I can to my friends, to be loyal, to help them. I'm always making new friendships, My husband uses to say that if there is a crazy person on the horizon or a person that needs help, he knows it's going to be the next guest in our house. I like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, I like that. And that's when you know you've met the right person. That's so
2: true. Yes, yes.
0: Oh, man, I would love, before I say my thank yous to you for coming on the show, I would love for you to let people know where they can buy your books, where they can get in touch with you, where they can see all your social media and your website. Please let everyone know where they can find you.
2: Well, uh, my books are being sold in, in English on Amazon in the whole world, I think. They are also translated into Portuguese. Uh, So they are being sold in Brazil and in Portugal. Uh, Amazon is also selling in Portuguese. I'm on all the social media available, I think. So I'm on Facebook as A-underline Gavazzoni. That is a very Italian name. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram as a underline also. The same for Twitter, LinkedIn, and uh, let me see if there is another one. I, I think that's all. Uh, on my website, agavazoni.com, there are a lot of information about me. So. Uh, I'm reachable. I answer emails. My email is Adriana at AdrianaGavazzoni.com mm-hmm. I answer. Sometimes it takes me one or two days because I have a lot of emails, yeah. but I always answer. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to, to not answer an email. I love to get in touch with readers, with other writers. There are some writers oh ask me questions so uh i'm reachable (laughs) i
0: like it adriana i want to thank you so much for coming on the yes people podcast you are an abundance of light you really really are i can see that you love your life and no matter what goes on in your life i can see that you always pull the positivity out from it so thank you so much for coming on the podcast
2: Thank you, Sega. It was a great interview, but uh, a great interviewer makes a a great interview. I was really comfortable. (laughs) It was great. Thanks for the opportunity. No, you're more than welcome, guys. Thank you
0: so much for listening to the Ask People podcast. And please remember... You can subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer listening to. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also donate to the Us People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website or just typing in www.paypal.me forward slash Us People podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay happy. Stay positive and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. People say that having a peace of mind is trying to find a consistency of calmness within ourselves. To crave for a clarity that drives us through our emotional journey of life. To never let a person's judgment manifest into a fear inside of us. Learning to believe in our ability to shine through the darkest moments and tunnels when we cannot see the light. Patience being our light for forgiveness and strength. To believe in our destiny. If you want real peace of mind, one needs to stop fighting their inner thoughts and embrace them with love, because love is the most amazing and beautiful strength that we have to conquer our peace of mind. Make your thoughts impact a nation by keeping them true and honest, especially to yourself. But make your peace of mind protect you when you don't have strength to embrace anything else. Find your peace of mind by listening to your heart.
2: One advice about uh, writing a novel: Do you want to be a writer? Start writing. Don't worry about ah oh, what my readers are going to like. I didn't, I didn't think when I wrote my first novel that one day I was going to have a reader. I just want to write for myself, what I like, what I enjoy to find in a book. Ooh.
1: And peace of mind, I protect my energy And peace of mind, gotta keep my energy And peace of mind, peace of mind, peace of mind, peace of mind.